Straw Hut Media. This is like, this is a fire beat? You said fire? Fire. What did you think I said? <laughs> this is not my, this is, this is not the mood. Uh, wow. I, I don't know. That was bad. I thought it was fun. It was funky. But it's not fun. This is about fires. Fire. You have a lot to learn, my friend. A lot to well, learn. Can't, can't always read your mind. Well, you should. From Straw Hut Media. This is Randy Glanville Unfiltered. Welcome to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Good, good, good. How are you? Good. We have my friend and Hollywood royalty, really, today on the pod. His name is David Weintraub. He has done pretty much every show. He's a creator, a manager. Uh, he does it all, basically. And he's young. He's a hustler. I have a lot of respect for him. And we're going to be talking to him about pretty much everything. Um, and yeah, let's get him on the phone. Here we go. David, are you there? Hey! <laughs> how, how are, are you? you? Oh, how are you? I'm how great. Are you? How are you? I'm amazing. I'm amazing. How's everything? How's the family? You know, quarantine life, it is what it is. I'm sure that you, I mean, I run into you in Calabasas all the time. So I feel like I, mean, I haven't seen you in a while, though. Like, I, I know. Like- I know. Well, I've been I've been back in uh, in Beverly Hills. I had to I had to give up the Calabasas life for for the for after five years. I just I couldn't do it anymore. The food was just too terrible out there. It was Oh, it's I call it Calabastard because yeah. I don't like it. And there's nothing to do. I don't know why everyone wants to move there. It's, it's just like crazy. It's crazy. I don't get it. In theory, it's like, okay, you know what? Let's go get these big huge houses that are like half the price of what it would be in the city. And then you get there and then you realize that there's nothing to do. It's the worst food. It's all like everything is like chains. And I I did it for five years after leaving my incredible place in West Hollywood. And I it was was sort of like the biggest mistake I ever made. I feel the same when when Eddie moved me out there, which is another funny story because you went to school with my ex-husband. But when Eddie moved me out to Calabasas, he was like, I was like, this is where people go to die. I can't be here. What, what year was that that, that oh, you went out there? I'm trying to, so 2002 Oh, so three. You know, that was like, like, that was before it was, I mean, it was like ranch land then. You were out there even before it even had really anything. Well, the Kardashians were there. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not so nuts, <laughs> but yeah, they were there. Yes, yeah, so kind of. They were there, but it was it, it was still like being designed and like you know the housing, de- the big like private communities were being built. Like the Commons wasn't there, you know. It had that no. Room. When I was there, the Commons were there. So maybe I'm my maybe my years are off, but the Commons yeah, okay. were there. But that's it. That have. That's crazy. No, so do you still have your house there, though? I was reading a little gossip about it. Oh, my God. You mean the saga? <laughs> the, the, the mental saga that I've just lived for? Um, I do still own a house out there. Um, thankfully, I'm in my, my new house in, in Beverly Hills. So I'm really glad to be out of there. But, uh, yeah, I still own yeah. a house. And it's, uh, it, just, it just hit the market. So we're going to... Oh, we're gonna sell this. We're gonna get there. So wait, so wait. I have to say, your squatter left then. Oh my God, Brandy! I've been reading on TMZ about Masika and that she's just not leaving, but then she's posting pictures with all this money and she's not paying. And I don't know what's true and what's not, but it's a lot of drama. A sick fuck. This we can wear, right? (laughs) Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, when I say the biggest garbage can human being, disgusting, lying, scam artist, low-life person is this woman, Masika Kalisha Tucker, that happened to be on one of our shows, Love & Hip Hop, who attempted to buy a house from me by, but committed fraud. And then <laughs> I was nice enough to let this disgusting person in my house with a lease decided to use the COVID-19 moratorium to commit oh. fraud to the tune of $75,000, okay, that she mm-hmm. owes me in back rent and held my house hostage from me. 
where I couldn't go to the house. I couldn't look at the house. I couldn't sell the house while she squatted in my house while this woman was posting pictures of how much money she has and shopping sprees and all this shit. And she ain't paying her rent. So she finally fled the house. Oh, good. In the middle of the night, fled the house, stole my washer and dryer, stole (laughs) TVs off the wall, stole cameras, and is now... I, I mean, Ugh. I like to say with a person like this, she now has returned to the streets and she's facing insane litigation. You know, it sucks when you you try to do the right thing and you think you're being nice to someone. And this happens to me all the time. And then I get taken advantage of because you feel sorry for people and you're like, you know what? You have a family, whatnot. And then they fuck you over. Yeah. And it's I feel harder. like, yeah, no, it's not. It's not okay. People like just. Oh, I, oh, I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating. And then having it in the news and I like reading it, I'm like, I felt sorry for you. I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. I, 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 honestly, it was probably one of the craziest situations that I've ever dealt with in my life because basically like she was attempting to buy my house and like things were moving correct. And then when COVID hit her whole like loan that she was trying to get, which was an unconventional loan as is, um, went away. And then she decided to, instead of being a good person, because I was a good person and let her lease the house to try to finish the deal, instead took advantage of this moratorium. So I spent over $35,000 in lawyers dealing with this situation that I will never get back. I mean, the DWP called me today to tell me that she has a $4,300 bill that she didn't pay. Like, Uh, and, and you're out there, like I get there, she... There's like Dior bags and Chanel bags and all this shit that she's out there doing. This woman pretended to have an investment site where she was teaching people how to invest when she doesn't even pay her rent. (laughs) Like you never pay your rent. You're posting pictures of a home that you don't own, acting like you're rich, acting like you're important, and then not paying your shit. So it's, you know... Have you ever seen some dirt? Like, like, do you even know who this person is? You know what? I know because I randomly get up on and check TMZ every morning. I know that's yeah. weird. People are like, why? But TMZ really runs the stuff that I want to read about. And so I didn't know yeah. until I saw your name. I'm like, I know David. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this sucks. And I was wondering if it was because I know you have multiple homes. I was yeah. wondering if it was in Calabasas because that's where I always used to see you. Yeah, it's it's just it's just the work. You know, the thing is they 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 they've taken like like she has a child, you know, and I have a child and our kids are kind of the same age. And when I was and before I gave her the house, you know, I wanted our kids to be friends. We were still amicable and uh, my daughter did not like her daughter at all. Like this little girl came to my house Okay, before she moved in, before the deal was done, I was like looking at the at her bedroom, which is going to be her future bedroom, which ain't anymore. Back to the projects <laughs> you go, honey. Back to, the, back to the studio projects you go, you dirt bitch. Sorry, get out. Uh, I, mean, I can tell you. I listen when it comes to lawyers and all of that. I'm with you. I get so angry because it's so unnecessary, and then it's it's not healthy, and you're spending all this money, and it's like. For just people need to just do the fucking right thing. Yeah, so I you understand your frustration. You can't expect it out of somebody like her. And 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 somebody like me who I am a good per- like people that know me and people that work with me and people that I make money with and that I do deals for and shows that we made, they all love me. There's nobody that dislikes me. But there are people that come after you that take the smallest bit of niceness and then use it to your advantage. And I mean, look, this is a person who she had a real bad week. I mean, let's just put it this way. Her week last week was real bad. She fled from a house that she was squatting in. She got beat down on the set of a TV show. She got (gasps) fired from another TV show for committing some type of scam to promote her OnlyFans page. So Masika, like, don't you understand that you are garbage? You are a garbage human being. You don't pay your bills. You have no money. You squatted. You committed fraud. And you are going to pay beyond what you ever could have imagined. So, and, and, and by the way, like the whole media, like that was following it. They were all scared to like talk about it because of the condition of the world today. So the thing is, people that are disgusting like that get to abuse the system. This is called COVID-19 rent fraud 
based on the moratorium that she committed. No, it's true. I know. And I know so many people that are like having frustrations with this. And I'm like, you guys, at the end of the day, you're going to have to pay it back, whether you're, you're not paying it around. Like in September, you got to pay it. Yeah. So I know like people that are renting places that are having some issues. And, you know, right now, yeah, the world is fucked, but we still got to do the right thing. No, it's got, just, we got to do it. There's no protections in line for the landlords. Like I never was supposed to be a landlord, I was selling a home. Right. And at the time when she, when we were doing the deal, like she and I were cool. Like I, I actually thought she was cool people. I was like, you know, whatever, whatever. So for her to just turn around, but that, that just that that that's your upbringing. Like when your upbringing is that you're just garbage. That's like what her daughter will be. Her daughter will be garbage just like her because that's the influence that they're teaching them from the jump. You know, yeah. oh, so I mean, me and also you gave her a job, right? Like you put her on one of your I, shows. Well, she originally was in Love and Hip Hop, which is one of me and Ray J's shows. But I didn't give her that job. She was casted into a group of misfits, but we recommended her. And then I was going to put her in another new show that we're that we were doing for We TV that she was going to be a main cast member in. Which, by the way, she will never work at <laughs> any of my shows, nor will she ever work for We TV ever again. So, and you have so we were going over how many shows you have. You have a lot of shows and a lot of really popular shows, and you you've represented and worked with Ray J for for years. And as as you know, Ray J and I did a show together. (laughs) Yeah, we did. That was like the that was like. Well, you see, well, I'm just going to start off by saying, Brandy, when I think of you, I think of the fact that you are one of these talents in our world. And a lot of people don't like to think of the non-scripted world as being talents, but there is a hierarchy of how people are looked at. And some of these people are equivalent to like the Angelina Jolie's and the Brad Pitt's and the George Clooney's and the Julia Roberts of these worlds. And when you've done a lot of television shows, these are those people. And Ray J is one of them. I think that you are one of them. Well, thank you. Um, a wide variety of people that you and I both know are all kind of fit into that category. And that's when you've been like, there's a reason why you can go and do every single show. It's like you and I were talking a few weeks ago and I was like, look, I want to put you in something else. And it's like, we've run out of shows for you. Like, <laughs> like, like, I've done every single fucking show. The landscape. And I was like... What, 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 did we did this one and I was like I'm like did you do that one I was like oh shit you did that one so there comes a point in time and we run into that with Ray you know like yeah. we built this business you know we have a great business with WeTV we have a great business with VH1 we have uh, we did a lot of stuff with Oxygen we did a lot of stuff with Reels we did a lot of stuff with Fox so we start to run out of buyers almost like wh- where do you go next. And no, I, I know. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. I know very well. But at least Ray J is behind the scenes with you. He, you know, he yeah. produces with you. Yeah. I've never, I, I probably should try to do that. I, I've just not, it's not in my wheelhouse. So, yeah. you know, I've written up treatments and stuff and it's just, it's, it's difficult. It's you, really hard to get a show made. You had a long, you had a long run of being in front. Like, cause I feel like you got, you booked job after job after job after job. Cause they were like, Let's do this. Let's do the dating show. Let's do the cooking show. Let's do the Big Brother. Let's do it. You know, and those are big shows. Those are shows that are like you know, those are those are big mainstream shows. Considering a lot of people that that were on originally in the original uh, Beverly Hills cast, like they didn't make it. They didn't get they didn't get to do all those runs. So there is a reason why you go to someone to get your press or to get your big, loud, over the top personalities, which you know Ray had. <laughs> You have, and, yes. and, and that's few and far between. We're we're dealing with a world of influencers now that are kind of like the new versions of them, but they don't have the same personalities, and they think they're worth a lot more to the mainstream than they actually are. Hence, why they don't get any of those shows. Well, you know? I think what I see with these influencers, I think that they're watching all of these shows and imitating what they think they're supposed to do instead of just going on and being naturally who you are. I feel like everyone's like self-producing and it's so obvious. And those are the shows that are hard for me to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot to watch right now. The only Mm -hmm. show that I even besides like my world of stuff that I'm either looking at because I have to, because clients are in it or it's something that we're producing. I I'm obsessed with 90 day fiance. Every all my friends watch that and married at first sight. I don't know. I guess I have to get into it. I just it's it's unbelievably funny, and I think it's because you're seeing a new type of 
cast that is completely unfiltered and completely off the wall in such a crazy, strange relationships that you're just blown away. And I think that that that's what it is because you know, they're getting married because they're actually getting married. It's real. It's not, it's not fake. Yeah. And I think, I think that with, you know, as we're seeing this week with the final sort of, I don't want to say demise, even though it kind of is the the ending of an era with the Kardashians. I know. I, I was like, I almost cried. Really? I know that sounds stupid, but I kind. They're always in the background on my TV, and it's like, it's just comforting to hear their dumb voices and it, be like, it's okay, soothing. it's, it's soothing. just always on. I mean, I think that there's an end of an era because there was so much of that type of programming that everybody was trying to sell, everybody was trying to make. All the networks were buying, and very few of it ever worked. I mean, there was a reason why they worked as a family and created such a brand. But then it's like that with the with the change in tone of the world today, it's very hard to sell that type of thing. Like the next major household name family that's going to be built out of that kind of world is going to be completely polar opposite than anything that you saw them go through in the 20s. Yeah, it's going to have to be like a country folk or like something like there's no money involved, there's struggles. Right. Like you want to see people like come up. These people, you know, we watch them come up and it's great. But I think right now we we need a little more relatability because i mean I, I love the kardashians and i love watching them but like i'm not on a private jet every day and it's right. like, <laughs> you know you kind of live vicariously through them but i also want to see real shit like i mean even with housewives i i kind of feel like i don't know how long what do you think how what's the longevity of that show you and i aren't gonna blow up i mean we know you and i know it all you and i know it all Yeah, so you just put a new housewife on Orange County. I manage the uh, the newest housewife in Orange County who just got announced. She already shot the season. Uh, We had to wait a long time to. I'm following all of the Bravo protocols and uh, evolution protocols because I strongly believe in this woman very much. Uh, But Elizabeth Vargas... Uh, who is a ex-wife of a major billionaire um, who owns like the biggest fishing company in the United States. Um, mm. She is the new star and she is big, loud, funny, crazy, beautiful, over the top, wild. And Elizabeth came to me originally, uh, believe it or not, she was good friends with Too Short of all people. And oh, Short we'll talk Short, about that in a minute, but go on. Short, Short calls me and he goes, he goes, listen, I got my friend down in Newport. And she is hilarious. And you got to meet her. Can I put him on the phone with you? And she gets on the phone with me and she goes, I want to do a pilot. I got a pilot idea. Short comes down and hangs out with me. We're going to do a show called Too Short in Newport. And I I go, what? Too Short in Newport. And it's Too Short and all these rich ladies hanging out on yachts. And I'm like, okay, it's funny. Let's, Let's shoot it. She's like, she's like, I'll pay for it. Just I'll come shoot it. They produce it. So we did that. We shot that like three years ago and it was wild. I mean, it was fucking crazy on the beach. While and I, She and I just became good friends through that. Uh, we were never able to sell that show. And well, I wonder, I mean, the name, uh, the name alone is just hilarious. But, <laughs> and then yeah. she, you know, Alex and I, Alex Baskin, who runs Evolution, who is the, 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 the genius behind uh, yes. Housewives of Orange County. He's also my, he's a, both of our very good friends. Very good friend, yeah, and great guy. You know, they were at the end of casting, and I didn't even realize it. And I, and I just went with the full court press after watching the show. I hadn't watched Orange County in a lot of years, uh, and then I, I watched it last season, and I got into it. And I saw the big holes in that show, um, and I saw what it what it needed, and I was like, this woman will bring what you guys are completely missing, getting away from what that show was really built on. Kind of like how how Beverly Hills is now, because Beverly Hills, I feel like, is missing some important elements that like that show was built on, which which I think hurts it in the long run. I mean, thank God you came in with a saving grace this year and actually got some shit that like was promotable for them to to piggy bank off of. But but Elizabeth Vargas, Housewives of Orange County, is about to be nuts. They're going all the way, and she. I think. I think people are going to be very entertained by her. She's a very good person, really funny, and over the top, and is going to 
stir that little group into the next level. Well, I'm excited to see it because honestly, like I, I think it was very smart of Bravo to kind of, you know, Tamara and Vicky were on it forever. They're OGs, but their story has been told. Like it's everything fire. about them, it yeah. was done. Like not not to be mean, but like there's nothing new that's going to happen and with they, them. We know they, everything about and they, them. And they pour. Part of this aspirational show is like, I thought people were balling on this show. You know, well, I have this other client on that show too, and she only did one season. Um, and she was really, really, really wealthy. All the super wealthy people don't stay on the show. Like, um, yeah, why is Terry, I wonder? Terry I mean, and Heather, Terry and Heather, they were like, forget it. We don't need this shit. We got our own shows. Um, Deco and Peggy, they were on for a season. He owns this huge, like, tire rim company. She, they were clients of mine. They did a season of it. They got, they kind of like, mute, they kind of got fired, walked away sort of thing. But, um, you know, I think that, I think that there's only so much that you need in life. If you're like, if you're like, I, I don't want to do it. I mean, can we, can we talk about what we talked about the other day? Cause I said to you that, that Denise is going to quit. There's no chance Denise goes back to do another. Story. I know. And I thought you were wrong. I said, there's no way that I, I just don't think people quit this show. And I really, cause I've never, I really don't see it that often people say they quit, but they're fired. But I didn't think that that was going to happen. I, I, I really there was no doubt in my mind that she would anyway stomach living through another season on a narrative that she cannot control. And when that's you, what it is, she she needs something where she can control the narrative or have a script. Exactly, and and you and you can't you know you can do it for a minute, but if you can't if you if, if you don't create the show, produce the show, and own it, you're not going to create. You're not part of that world. You live in a world where. They are pushing the buttons. We are pushing the buttons. We are going to cut you and edit you whatever way we want. I mean, we don't, I don't think people set out to make people villains, but if that's all that you portray and you're so off the wall with how you do your on camera work, that's all you can cut. And that's all that's going to come out of it. So I said to you, I said, I said, look, I said, there is no chance that she's coming back. And then yesterday, I know. I was, I it was like shocking because I was like, no, I mean, obviously you've been in this business your whole life, so it's different. But I just, in my experience, have never, these women, they get on these shows and it's like they get addicted to it almost. The right. attention and the, right. and everything. Not that she liked, I mean, yeah, she loved it the first season. The second season, listen, we've all had bad seasons. I've had great seasons. I've had horrible seasons. Yeah. But yeah. that's what you sign up for. You know we, what I mean? You know, you know, when I was an agent too at UTA, you know, Teddy was an assistant at UTA while I was an agent there. Oh, I didn't know that. That's so funny. Yeah, Teddy worked for this uh, crazy lady, crazy big time agent, but a super crazy, crazy person named Tracy Jacobs, who everybody knows. She's Johnny Depp's agent. She Ooh. found Johnny Depp, developed Johnny Depp, was Johnny Depp's sole person. And she was known as a notorious nutbag. And uh, right as I was becoming an agent there, she came in as a assistant and Teddy was like there, you know, doing the bitch work for, for the whole thing. Always a nice girl. She was a completely different person back then. Looked I mean, I, I actually really love Teddy people. She gets a lot of flack, but she just tells it like it is like, she's just very like, this is what it is. Yeah. And I don't know why people don't like her. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think that anything that's like different and not cookie cutter and not as elaborately over the top because she's more of a regular tin, I, I think. I mean, look, I, you know. But I like it. I, I don't want everyone to be. I feel like, yes, we needed Erica Jane. I think she's amazing. Yeah. We need Kyle. Like, she has the family name and, like, you know, she's glamorous. But I don't want everyone to be Erica Jane or everyone right. to be Kyle. I feel like, yes, Teddy comes in. She's got. Her dad is like, you know, she's got the last name for sure. So, but I think it's nice to know that she did the grunt work. She didn't like live off her daddy's money. And like, I I have a lot of respect for her, but yeah, is she different from everyone on their show? Yes. But I don't want everyone to be the same on my shows. No, no, you're right. You're right. And, And look, there's enough room for all different types of prototypes of people. But at the end of the day, I don't think... I think that the audience wants one specific thing that they want to see. And that's what works in those shows. 
which is why there is a quick turnover. I mean, now, okay, if Denise is out and they made a deal with her and she's now, you know, fumbling on the deal or her demands were too high, they're not going to do it. This is a big open door. Ding, 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 ding. You know what that means, Brandy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, if they call, want another girl, call, but- Who do we have to call? We have to call Andy. We have to call Kathleen. We have to call Alex. We have, there's about 10 to 15 calls that have to happen right now to, 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 to get you back on the show and make, you need the big money. You brought them all the attention this year. This whole well, we didn't was- make the calls. I was on the phone I, with I Andy know, and Alex this morning, I, 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 <laughs> but we were talking about other shit. But no, but I mean, listen, that was all pre-marketed for six months. Like, you, you know, we know, we know the cycle. There's a cycle for everything. And this cycle, you know, helped push numbers in that direction. So... <laughs> But it was really sweet because you text me when I came on. You're like, the numbers went through the roof. Like it was so because I don't I don't know that. I don't pay attention to that. And you know, no one's gonna tell me that that works at Bravo because they don't, they don't want me to know that. Right. But it was it was just kind of like, oh, it was like a nice little hug for me because you know, they did use my, like I, I only shot four times and it was the whole year. And then it turned into like seven episodes and it's talked about the whole time, you know. Uh, yeah, Jake, I, my son, my son got really mad. Um, my thirteen-year-old, and yeah. he sent Andy a, a very angry video. It, oh, no. I won't like. I promised I wouldn't show it, but Andy was like, "Jake needs to negotiate all of your contracts." <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's you know, well, that's that's the that's your boy. He loves you. He doesn't want to see his mommy being you know talked about. But no, but- he wants a pool. He doesn't give a fuck if they talk about me. He's like, I'm sick of this condo. I want a pool. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Oh my god, my god! And no, they're, they're good. And don't forget, you know, I went, I went to high school with Eddie. Yeah, went, at Montclair Prep, Montclair right? Montclair Prep, Montclair Prep, and then, and then, you know, Aaron Spelling was m- like my godfather, and his son Randy was my is my best friend twenty years, and you know, they had that they had kind of one of their first show. I don't was Eddie like a was he a model in high school or something? He was like no. No, so something. No, like was his first in high school, he and his like Tyler and all this little his little crew, they were yeah. brawlers. They got in fights. They did. Okay. Eli, do you remember that? Well, I, I, so there, I was a freshman. Randy and I were freshmen, and then in our senior year, Aaron Spelling created Sunset Beach, and then Sunset ah. Beach, uh, Randy and uh, Eddie were the stars of. So we lived through like that. You know, that was like the big. That was a big soap opera. You know? Yeah, no, Andy, I remember that Eddie really liked Randy and he came to our house a couple times. He was very, he's super, super nice. Yeah. But Eddie had done, um, when he was at UCLA, he got put on The Young and the Restless. That was his first soap. Right. And then he went straight over to Sunset Beach. Yeah, and, and, then, and then Sunset Beach was kind of like, he was, they built a lot of that show around him. Like he was like a very pivotal character. And I think like his look and his style, like at that time, they were like, this is our guy. And that, and that, that was, you know, that, that was like a big three-year run. So we lived through all that shit. I mean, we were still, you know, I was still a kid back then. I was like 17, 18, but I was just sort of beginning my, my career in, in, in the entertainment business at that point. But the funny thing is you guys all grew up here, right? Because yeah. I know Eddie was born in Burbank yep. and it's very rare to find people that are native to yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. We, we all grew up here. I grew up in Beverly Hills and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of like a world of, um, you know, complete uh, utter bizarreness, but something that we know and hold true. And I, I think we grew up very normally, just a, a lot of high stakes and a lot of access and a lot of, you know, powerful friends and parents, which opened up a lot of doors for all of us to now say that we've been doing this for, you know, uh, 20 plus years. Yeah, but you guys are all, you guys are very, and as much as me and my ex fight, you guys, he's a very grounded human being. You guys are all very sweet and kind and you say please and thank you and you have great parents and you don't find that even with half the kids I know, these like fucking trust fund kids are oh, fucking assholes and, yeah. and rehab and it's yeah. nuts. They're, they're, they're great. Well, that's, that's why, that's why I co-created Celebrity Rehab to make shows about all those people. <laughs> you know that my best friend Jennifer Jimenez was on oh, that. She was like a house was. mom. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about you short because I have to tell you something. Tell tell me, tell me about that. You're going to have to make us friends again because I had a moment with him. (laughs) Yeah. That wasn't fun. I heard about it. I've already checked him, but tell tell me, (laughs) tell me, see, I want to know what, what, because he's having a hard time remembering exactly what happened that day. Shocker. Yeah. So, so, so tell me. 
Okay. Well, because he was eating pot or doing, he was doing shit all day. So he had a new podcast and he, they asked if I would do it. Yeah. I said, sure. I have to be out by two. I got there at like 10 and I'm waiting around, waiting around, waiting around. And then another guy comes in. I'm like, you guys, I have to go. I have to pick up my kids by two o'clock in Calabasas. And this is like somewhere fucking downtown. Yeah. And they were like, eh, no one was really talking to me. <laughs> and so I started playing pool with some guys, like talking. And then this other guy comes in and he's like, okay, so it's like two o'clock and um, I need to get in and out. So yeah. he interviews this other guy before me, even though I'd been there for hours. Oh my God. And then when I finally sit down for my interview, he has no fucking idea who I am, what I do, <laughs> where I'm from. And I said, dude, I'm like, I've been here for hours. You didn't, I go, you're Googling me right now in front of me. I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, I'm sitting there all the time. He was reading. Well, I, I'm, yeah, they, they're looking at me like, bitch, did you really say that? I'm like, yes, I'm saying it. Like, be prepared next time. Yeah, so that, that was, that, it wasn't crazy. the best interview because I kind of told them to fuck off. I, I'm really sorry that happened. I want you to know that um, I've managed short for 15 years now. We've done probably over a thousand concerts together. Um, he's been in, you know, he was a co star of my show, Hollywood Hillbillies. He's, he's a brother to me. Um, no, I'm a I'm a huge fan. I grew up in Sacramento, so like Oakland is right there. Right. It's like it was like I was super excited, and then I got pissed. That was so. a poorly run podcast with a lot of people that he's been through like two or three different podcast versions of shows he's tried to do, and each one kind of had its own inclination of not the greatest uh, people running it. So I have a feeling that everybody didn't really have their ducks in order when you walked in but we will we will fix that because there is no reason to have any uh too short uh brandy glanville beef anywhere in the world so, no, no, no. let's just let's just let's just let's just fix that i did talk we have to, to fix it we have to fix the norcal sitch. right right anything like you know north of sacramento like we we and you're from there we got to keep it all there i didn't even know you were from sacramento so Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was always in the 415, the 510. Like, that was my, I lived in San Francisco for a while. My best friend lived in Hayward. Like, I was well, always over there. In LA. Well, when, did, when did that happen? I was modeling in Europe and I booked a commercial that shot in Los Angeles. Yeah. I was in Milan. I flew out here. I uh, met Mr. Dimples, Eddie Cibrian, yeah. on my trip. And that was it. I what was like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. So, that, what, that was what, that. what year did you meet him? Oh, 96, I think. 96 okay, or 97. Here I graduated high school. So, uh, oh, you're a baby. You're a baby. Yeah, yeah. Baby. Ba- my, my, the baby who just turned 42 uh, two days ago. Well, he's a little, then he's a little older than you because he's 47. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, exactly. So, he was a senior when we were freshmen. And then when we were seniors is when that, when Sunset Beach happened. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's all it's all coming full circle. Yeah, it's crazy. But I'm such a fan of yours, as you know, and a friend. But like just seeing I, t- I was telling Ryan, you're such a hustler. And <laughs> I wish I had that drive. I really do because I don't have it. I like my couch yeah. and I like things to fall into my lap. And then right. I'll, I'll do that. I'll do the best that I can do on camera. Yeah. But I'm just not. I wish I had that ambition and that drive, but I just don't. Well, I think you've but, had a good run of if that's really how you how you roll, then you, you've had a good run. But now, <laughs> now we just have to kind of re, retweak it a little bit. And, and look, the, the whole world is changing. Like the business yeah. is different. The job opportunities are different. And I think that for all of us that have been doing this for a long time, and you know, for me, I, I've done a little bit of everything. I'm an I'm a agent who turned into a manager who created TV shows, who produces TV shows, who's also starred in a couple of my... I know. I was going to say, I saw you on some TV shows as well. So it's like, you you have to adapt to it, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, not everyone is just going to get handed everything. I have clients that get handed and handed and handed and handed shit and then never do the stuff and make the deals horrible and then fuck up the relationships. So it's like, you got to sort of value where you're at, you know? Um, yeah, you know, there, there's there. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens post Kardashian with a lot of yeah. people. You know, and you know, I managed Scott for many, 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 many years, and uh, and I love him. I'm sorry, but I am not like sexually, but yeah. he is very attractive. But I just think he he really saved that show. He was the comic relief of the show, right? And I don't like I don't couldn't imagine watching it without him. Yeah. Honestly, like he's a, such a star, and I like the Flipping Disick show as well. Yeah. I just think he's just so like 
I don't know. I just he's very likable to me. Yeah, I mean it's funny because you you say that, and it, I think it took a long time for people to actually like him. Um, you know, because he 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 does have such a strong personality. I mean, he's a funny guy. Look, look, you know, Scott was like living on on me and Sean Stewart's couch, and like you know, he was there for. Sons of Hollywood when we were shooting it, he was like literally living on our couch while we were shooting the show. And it, it's it's just crazy to see that someone can then ride something into an actual career and a business and then to have people around him to help him exploit it. I mean, I certainly helped him make a lot of money and exploit that stuff. But you you know, now when the big machine is over, you gotta really figure out where are you gonna go with it, you know? Well, I think that in the beginning we all didn't like him, but watching him grow and evolve and become like a better dad, a better person, a good human being. Yeah. And then he had these like hilarious one-liners and he would call them out on their bullshit. Right. <laughs> He's like, get off your phone. Right. Like it's just, it was refreshing. Yeah. In the beginning, we didn't all love him, but you know, you want to see a villain. You want to see someone change and evolve. You don't want to see the same person every fucking year. That's stale and boring for right. me. Right. And don't you feel like you see that a lot like w- with the housewives? Cause I feel like they continue that cycle a lot. Like you Well, that's why I think they're good. that's why I think they're freshening things up. I think that's why Tamara and Vicky left because yeah. or you know, were fired because you know, we need something new. We need to see realness. Like Dorinda just exited yeah. New York. And I think that, you know, they are bring they're realizing that we all get to a point where we've told our entire story. Yeah. And there's not much more to tell. Right. And it is time, you know, we, we all have expiration dates. Not by age. I'm saying just as far as what we can share and how far we can go. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. But that, but that's why you gotta either like have some interesting things happening organically in your life to continue on the show um you know or or you know you're gonna you're gonna lose i noticed this season on on uh, beverly hills i mean they were like really like some of the people in that show were really struggling to have a story like their story yeah. was so weak and like so just didn't make any sense. Like you know what I mean? Like, like. It- well, I think a lot of the girls just really like each other. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes that doesn't always work when you just you don't want to step on anyone's toes and you don't want to call them out on their bullshit because you like them. Right. And that's why I like when they get different people from different kind of places. Like we're all not knowing the same people and afraid to speak our minds. Yeah. And. You know, I think with Beverly Hills, it was just they all really, really fucking liked each other. Yeah. Yeah. So it's difficult. And I, so I think that they, Beverly Hills, what they need, besides me, um, <laughs> is a splash. Yeah. <laughs> no, like a splash of New York. Like I love New York, but sometimes it's a little much for me. But they don't give a fuck. Right. They get wasted. They fall over. They get arrested. They, they act like fucking fools. Whereas Beverly Hills is super regimented and proper and glamorous. And I just think it needs a splash. And I was just telling Alex this the other day. Yeah. I said it needs a splash of someone who's not afraid to get drunk and fall over. Right. Hello. Right. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a splash of someone who just doesn't yeah. give a fuck and isn't, you know, getting glammed. All, it's not a fashion show. You know, for some people it might be, but you know, I have web struggles. I have two teenage boys. I have a new kind of boyfriend kind of thing. And, you know, we're moving. I'm dealing with Eddie and Leanne. So my life is always evolving yeah. and it's, it's I mean, that's, different. That's the show. And that's what they look for. That's what these buyers claim to look for in everything that we bring them and every pilot that I bring when I'm selling shows, they want all of these elements. You have to bring that to the table. I mean, you are living that, you know, you, but you have to remember, there's just only so many outlets that we can sell it to at the end. I I think, I think for you, you got to create your own vehicle and maybe, maybe your vehicle is about teaching people how to really do this stuff. You know, well, speaking of that, you you're going into teaching people how to do that. Actually, you, you're going to be running a seminar, right? Yeah, well, For- I'm doing a um, I've partnered with uh, with uh, Lightspeed VT and Bradley, and they are the kings of VT training, virtual training program. So they uh, they do Grant Cardone. They do Tony Robbins. They do Damon John. They wow. are the guys that do the online courses 
where it's like you have your own university to teach you how to get into whatever business that you want to get into. So they wanted to dip into the Hollywood shuffle a little bit. And I pitched them the Hollywood handbook. And the Hollywood handbook is a a basics of how to create, produce, and sell television shows. Um, So in my course, the Hollywood handbook, we are teaching you how to Get your content developed, get it edited, figure out if your idea is good, figure out if you're if you have the inkling of an idea, whether it's a person or a full show or a movie or whatever it is, and get your project together. And then how to cut it, how to shop it, how to take it to market, and then what you do when you get to market, if somebody wants to buy it, how to make that deal, and then how to execute it. And you can buy the Hollywood handbook and its classes interactive classes where we're teaching you step-by-step what to do, how to take ideas. Because I meet people every day and they're like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm a show, I'm this, I should be, I should, I'm bigger than the Kardashians, I'm bigger than the house. (laughs) And it's like, okay, well, why don't we take what you have, let's build it into the package, teach you how to open up the doors to get to those people, to actually pitch those projects, but not so that you're going to look crazy. Because if you don't walk in with at least a quarter of the knowledge of how to do it, you're going to get a bad deal. You're going to meet with the wrong person. You're not going to pitch it. You're going to have the wrong material. And then you've lost. So I wanted to take all these people that want to learn how to do it and give you an uh, the, the basics of how to do it. And I, I, I learned how to do it. You know, I, I learned the television business from two people. I learned it from Aaron Spelling, who I was privileged enough Huge. To, to, to be in his life and have him as a godfather from the time I was 13 years old till he passed away. And um, I learned everything about the television business from him. And then my years at, at UTA and William Morris, watching people package TV shows. And that's when I was like, starting to create concepts, create packages and figuring out what to do. Today you today you can create your own TV show in your telephone, in your iPhone, in your Android, whatever it is, you can create your own television show on that thing, get it to market and sell it. And it's not as hard as people think. You just need to understand how to do it. Well, I'm going to, Brian and I were talking before, we're, we're going to take your class because I, I've written some treatments up and I've had a couple meetings and my ideas got stolen. Oh my <laughs> they God. literally, they made my two shows. You see, but you, you also have to remember, listen, people can't really steal ideas they, and they like, like part of an idea is, is a proof of concept and a proof of concept. If it's about yourself, you can't really steal like your intellectual property and idea. Like, unless it's like, like, okay, well, this is, you know, a format like big brother. And these are the five steps that go in it. That's how stuff can get stolen. But if you go to learn with DW.com, you will see that you can learn this thing in a whole different manner. And I, and, and, and you'll, you'll learn a lot. I'll teach you how to not, not get your stuff stolen ever again. Well, the good news is the shows are doing really well. I just don't own them. Are there lawyers involved in this one already? No, I, I just, Tell I, I had a, a production deal. I had a production deal with a certain, certain companies and um, yeah, it's, I'll send you a couple of the okay. things I wrote. Um, and let's just see what you think because I love writing. It's like my favorite thing. And I'm not necessarily in everything I write. I don't want to be in yeah. the show. I just want to make the show. Yeah. If that makes sense. I just feel like, of course. you know, I don't, I don't ultimately want to end up where I'm behind the camera because watching yourself get old on TV sucks. Yeah. But you know what? The thing is though, you're so good at, at coming in and, and doing what, what it is that we do that most people are going to be like, well, we need Brandy in there. You know, and it's kind of like with Ray J, like Ray, Ray is the same way. It's like everything yeah. that we ever pitch. They're like, well, you know, like he's going to host it, right? Or he's going to be, you know. So, so, you, so, and I, and I think that's a good thing. I think that when people stop asking you to do that stuff, that's when you hit your plateau. That's when, that's when you got to be actually worried. Why don't? Well, I, I mean, I'm worried a little. <laughs> I've, I've done every show, Dave, well, but, know, but there, there's, there's going to be new ones, and you and I are going to talk off, off this thing about, about how we can, you know, do some, yeah. some other stuff. Um, and, you know, I've been thinking about you for. For like two years now, we've been trying to figure this thing out. But but don't feel bad because the world is still on a standstill. There are not right. regular everyday pitches happening. There are not a ton of stuff buying. I have hit shows that I am a producer on right now 
that are on hold, fasted, deals done, talent ready to go to work. Talent is even paid on some of these shows and we're not in production and they can't figure out how to get into production. So I, I mean, it is a shit show right now I for that. I know that. But, I'm talking monster, mega, huge shows that are on the air for fucking ten years plus. That that talent is going. Are we going to work next week? Are we going? To, and they can't do it. You have these insurance companies that, mm-hmm. that aren't allowing. They, the the insurance company, the production company, the network can't figure out how to make a deal to make everybody happy so they can go to work safely. And that's going to be the problem. So you're actually going to have to think about reinventing what you're what you're selling. So what I would say for you, and I don't want to give away the secret sauce, but I'm going to give you a little bit of secret sauce right now. Okay? <laughs> Are you sure you want to give it to everyone or you I just want to give it to me? Everyone, because maybe okay. I know how to sell it. So maybe people are going to come and pitch us the idea. Anything virtual like we're doing now, anything virtual that you don't have to go to places and you don't have to expose yourself, if you can figure out game talk reality that can exist in a new format of in those spaces, that is the hottest thing right now to go and sell. I have two projects that I just sold that are basically Zoom TV shows. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. I'm going to send you something that we've been working on for about six months and it's like almost done, but I want your opinion on it because I think that you would love it. But anyway, that's the world. And if people out there have them, bring them to us. We'll partner with you and we will show you how to make them because there are people out there that are sitting in their homes right now out of work, having their lives, their livelihoods taken away from them, but they have ideas. And that's why I built this virtual training program. So you can capitalize on what's going on. But also not go crazy in the process of sitting around doing nothing going, okay, I've organized my whole house. What can I do now? You you know, when when COVID hit, like I was one of the first people, like I jumped in the mask game super quick. My girl and I, we invested in a mask company and we, it's called MalibuMask.com. It's all luxury designer masks. And I mean, literally the first month of COVID, we probably made like a hundred grand selling masks. So, wow, I thought, yeah, I thought about that too. I was like, mm, you know, I, but I just don't, I need direction. You no, know what no, I mean? I like, I think, but, but like you, everybody has to subsidize. So it's like, how do you take one area of something and take your expertise and put it into another area? And, and, and that's the thing I think that everybody is, is, is doing. I'm sure your kids, I mean, how are your kids feeling right now? Like, what, what do they think this, are they learning? Do you feel like they're learning on, on, in school right now? I think that my junior is because oh he's a senior now fuck my yeah. senior because he knows he's got to be prepared for college and right. he's taking it very seriously but I mean my little one he's in seventh grade or eighth grade oh my god I keep forgetting um he's upstairs on his phone watching YouTube while he's in class so right. I don't think they're learning much so the takeaway the takeaway that they're getting is is, is tough I mean my I, yeah. have, I have a four year old. Uh, and she, and uh, I mean, you, you were there when she, you saw her look great when she was born. Oh, we it's been a while. Oh, yes. Yeah, so that was four years ago when we did the cooking show. Um, but, but like, you know, she's, she's lucky she gets to go to school. She goes to a private Jewish school and she is, um, she's in a class of like seven kids. Oh, uh, so I see my mine go to Sierra Canyon, which is a great private school as well, but yeah. they're not having in, in class, they're not having school. Class, what, are, what is it? In right, so you're passing all that money, and they don't yeah. even get to go. Yeah, but I'm not even sure that I want them to because I'm afraid that they'll get sick. You know what I mean? It's it's a scary time. Yeah, I mean, are you like out in you? Are you not really like out and about? Right? Like, what do you like? No, I I don't. You know what? I I had a social distance date, yeah, and then oh, I had a oh, conjugal oh, visit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, it was, it was good. Like we just had, we sat far away. We had our masks on and we yeah. finally took our masks off and like he had just gotten tested and I just got tested because the housewives was in here. And then I did another show, yeah. um, that they tested me for. So I'm, I've been tested like four or five times, but you know, it's frustrating. I, I can't like, I can't just stop my life, but at right. the same time, I don't want to get sick when my kids are at their dad's. Yeah. And then not be able to see them. Right, so right. I'm still I, navigating this. Look, I, I just celebrated my my two year anniversary with my my girlfriend Haley, who who is uh, the 
greatest person in the world who I love more than mm-hmm. anything. And Congratulations. Thank you so much. And she, um, you know, we've, we've like, you know, really hunkered down and like, we've had an amazing time through all of this, through the ups and downs of this whole COVID thing. But I, I feel bad for people that are single right now. And like, especially people that were single and like used to going out and having a good time doing all the shit, because what are you going to do? Like it's the whole world has changed. And in, in, in LA, there's not, there's nothing to do. LA there's nothing is the to do. worst. This is the fucking worst place to be. There is nothing to do. No, it's true. It's, 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 I literally am. I'm going a little crazy. That's why you know you have to you have to figure out how to to do this. No, but they just said that you can't go trick or treat. I didn't understand. Like they're in masks, they have gloves on. Why not let them fucking go trick or treating? It's it does. It makes sense. I, I know, but we're not canceling it. That's for sure. No, of course not. But like, like my daughter is looking at the at the news, and she's like, she's like, "There's no pumpkins. We can't have a pumpkin." Like, she, I'm like I know. My kid, both my kids had birthdays during COVID, and it fucking sucked. Yeah. And I'm like, I just throw all my credit cards at them. And get, I'm like, get all whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can't have a proper birthday. Right. You know, you, we can't you dated through this, or this is like, like, what, like, what do you, what do you, how does it work? So I was kind of seeing someone right before, but he was annoying as fuck. So I had to get rid of him. Yeah. And then COVID started. Oh, shit. And I've been on a dating app for a while. So, yeah. I mean, I talk to people and then I just delete them or block them because it's just kind of fun. And when I get bored, I do that. Right. But one person <laughs> okay. uh, was, he's just super fucking hot. And so uh, we've been taught, we've been doing like Skype, whatever, oh, so FaceTime for months. You, you Skype date. Like you're not going well, I mean, you to go to. anywhere. Well, no, I did. I skyped with this person to make sure he looked like he said he looked. Yeah, and uh, for like four or five months, and then he was here, and I'm like, all right, we're gonna. I was, I was super scared in the beginning, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, I'm putting on gloves and a mask, and we'll meet. Yeah, and then oh um, we <laughs> met. And then, TV show, Brandy. What the fuck? This is fucking <laughs> COVID nineteen dating. Oh my god! You have no idea. My life is way more interesting really than what they showed on. on now we gotta do the COVID date, the COVID dating show. Seriously, get or give me a middle aged bachelorette, Mine. like not the one on. Like, just do it for us senior citizens. Like, we we all need love. <laughs> this is so funny. I'm trying, but you, what dating show did you do? Oh, you did watch my call. You did. I did what had yeah, single, did. famously single, yeah. and then I hooked up with Callum, which yeah. was a disaster. Yeah, well, Callum, that's my brother. I love Callum. I love. No, I adore Callum, but we are just better friends because yeah. we will murder and each other. Know, we got those, like, those the my, best my, fights. Those are my partners that we did all the seasons of Celebrity Rehab with. Uh, Irwin uh, Entertainment, love those guys. Yeah, no, I love Callum's my my person, and Irwin was great too. Ever, ever, I've not had a bad experience at all with any of the production companies I've worked with, and they're all like, "I want to work with you again." Yeah, let's figure something out. But what is that something? Well, we may have something here. We're going to talk about this app because maybe this COVID thing we need to we need to we need to dive into. All right, and I have another another couple things yeah. I'm going to send you, but yeah. right now we're going to get going. Thank you so much for being on. I love talking Stay to you. Stay safe and uh, be well, and I'll see you soon, Brandy. All right, babe. Bye have y'all. a good one. Bye. Gosh, that was so fun and interesting. That guy's done so much in such a small amount of time. I know. Uh-huh. I know. Like, and now let's get you a show. I'm ready for that. Right. Well, let's take his <laughs> let's take his course and figure out how to do okay, it. Deal, so, deal, deal. so if you're interested in the Hollywood handbook and you want to break into Hollywood, just go to learnrealitytv.com and you can find him on Instagram at Sir David Weintraub and just do it. He clearly knows what he's talking about, people. Yeah, he's made a lot of shows. I know it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Here we go. It's smoky. It's scary. We need a magic fairy. Fires, please stop. Let rain from the heavens drop. Save your pennies, quarters, and dimes. Pray for better times. That's it. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe. And be sure to leave us a rating and review. And while you're at it, check out some of the other great shows available on Straw Hut Media. 